Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us, and I am so thankful to be your host. Today we're looking at something that is interesting, and it is fascinating, and the largest Christian, in a broad sense, group in the world. Many people would believe, and of other faiths as well, um, not just the Catholic faith. But we're going to be looking at the Holy Sponge. I know that sounds weird, but if you've read the Gospels, you know where we're going with this, dipped in vinegar. Some of the newer translations say wine. I would say that is uh, the use in uh, wrong translation, wrong manuscript tradition, because Jesus, the Last Supper, said he wasn't going to drink of the fruit of the vine anymore till he drank it new in the kingdom with them. So I don't think they put wine to his lip. I think it was, in fact, vinegar. But anyhow, the Holy Sponge, one of the instruments of the passion of Jesus. Let's get started. Thanks for being here and join us daily. So this is from Wikipedia. It was dipped in vinegar, and it does say that here, or in some translations, sour wine, most likely pasca. Now, what was Pascha was an ancient Rome drink made by mixing wine, vinegar, and water. Soldiers of the lower classes and slaves drank Pascha, a drink despised by the upper class. Sounds like Coke. But uh, a favorite beverage of Roman soldiers and offered to Jesus to drink from during the crucifixion. This is mentioned in Matthew twenty-seven forty-eight, Mark fifteen thirty-six, and John nineteen twenty-nine interesting that it's not mentioned in Luke. So, the Holy Sponge, did it survive? Let's just see. Um, just because, first of all, relics, in my opinion, have been misused over the years. I don't think they have magical powers. They People shouldn't pray to them. People shouldn't venerate them. People shouldn't offer money for them. Does that mean every single relic is a total forgery or fraud, even though temptation would be great for relics in some cases, or many cases, or maybe most cases do be that. The answer is absolutely not. Each would have to be taken on its own and looked at as its providence. Let's see. Is there any way this is a real holy sponge? So an object thought to be the holy sponge was venerated in Palestine in the upper room of the Constantinian Basilica, where Sephronius... Jerusalem spoke of it in 600 A.D. And so, uh, he's, well, let me just read this. And let me go rejoicing to the splendid sanctuary, the place where the noble empress Helenus found the divine wood, and go up my heart overcome with awe to see the upper room, the reed, the sponge, and the lance. That's the reed that it was lifted upon. The lance would be the lance of Longinus. Then may I gaze down upon the fresh beauty of the basilica where choirs of monks sing nightly songs of worship. So in Rome, in the basilica of Saint San, Di, Di San Giovanni in Laterano in Rome, a brown sponge is venerated. Other pieces of sponge are present at the following. The Basilica of Santa Maria Maggiore, the Basilica di Santa Maria of Trastevere, and Saint Mary in Capitile. In Jerusalem, the chapel of the relics of St. Croce in Jerusalem, 
houses another sponge. Of all the churches in Rome, Santa Croce has one of the richest collections of relics. A special chapel was therefore built for them in 1930. A staircase to the left of the choir leads to this chapel where one can see three pieces of the true cross, one of the nails, a fragment of Henry, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews inscription, two thorns from Christ's crown of thorns. God willing, we're going to look at that in a future podcast. If that still exists, a piece of the sponge that was held up to him, one of the silver pieces paid to Judas, St. Thomas' finger, which touched the wounds of Christ, and the crossbar from the good thief's cross. Paving stones are said to have been laid on a substantial amount of earth from Golgotha. And say, I would say, without knowing, that almost all, if not all, those would not be true. Constantinople of France. Now, let me just say this. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's fate at all. I love people. And if you believe those things strongly, that's you. That's your choice. And that's, you've made your decision um, in all this. The point being, Jesus Christ, our faith has to be in his, what he did at the cross, Calvary, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, not only other things, and it shouldn't harm our faith at all if any or all of these are proven false. The word of God is what stands true. Okay, in the 7th century, that's the 600s, Nicodus took part of the conquest of Egypt from Phocus. He was famed for bringing items he claimed were the holy sponge and the holy lance, the lance of Longinus, the spear of destiny. I think it was uh, J.R. Church wrote a great book I read years ago on that. To Constantinople from Palestine in 612, from 619 to 628-29, he may have anecdotally been exarp of Africa. The sponge remained in Constantinople until it was brought to the Latin Emperor Baldwin II by Louis IX of France among the relics he needed for the Saint-Chapelle in Paris. Participants of the French Revolution dispersed these relics, including the crown of thorns and a bit of the true cross. Some were briefly in the Bibliothèque Nationale. Later, however, they were restored to Notre Dame de Paris. There are other parties claiming access to the Holy Sponge, including the Church of St. Jackson de Compagnie in France and Aiken's Cathedral Charlemagne Sample. Now, let me just say this. There's some of you out here not acquainted at all with liturgical Christianity. And not just liturgical, but some would even say, you know, superstitious Christianity, uh, the Lord's... Um, the visions of Fatima, Fatima, all these type things. Um, I guess working in Christian book selling for so many years and, you know, selling statues to people who would bury them in their yard because it helped supposedly their house to sell and then coming in with testimonies, my house couldn't sell and it sold when I did this. I forget which saint, St. Michael or somebody. Um, that's them. That's who they are. And I can't say that they weren't very sincere and had a passion for God and 
I, you know, I would say, okay, that's mistaken. I don't believe that happens on and on and so forth. I do believe that people are extraordinarily sincere and had a faith, and sometimes a faith in God. It may have been a misguided faith, but a faith in God. And uh, so, anyhow, I don't want to come across as conciliatory to error in any way. We don't compromise with error. At the same time, when people are raised in different traditions and faith traditions, I mean, you just can't ridicule what they believe. They're very sincere. So, you know, in my opinion, I doubt very seriously the Holy Sponge exists. Here's what you've got. You've got earthquakes. You've got skies darkened. You've got Jesus dying. You've got women gathered around. John is there. He's saying, you know, mother, behold your son, son, behold your mother, on and on and so forth. Did one of them think to pick up the sponge? One of the followers of Jesus, or one of like the centurion, you know, surely this was the son of God. Because of all the, I mean, earthquakes are happening and all this. Veil of temple being written twain. Don't know. If somebody did think to pick up the sponge, it was kind of done in a mocking manner, the sponge episode. Seems. You know, were they able to preserve it for 600 years to Sophronius of Jerusalem or till now? I don't know. Okay, as an archaeologist, and I, I say archaeologist in a very loose sense. I've studied archaeology at doctoral level. I've done a little bit of archaeology in the Holy Land. I don't consider myself an archaeologist. i fascinated, read books. That's mostly where my stuff is, is books. Very few videos, research some stuff on the net. But I read books. This is the deal. Uh, on biblical archaeology. And try to, from accredited archaeologist and so forth. So as an archaeologist, you have an object that claims to be this. Well, there's a huge market in forgeries. That's a given. Israeli Antiquities Authority takes care of a lot of that. You know, even the Bible Museum got caught up maybe in some of those forgeries, even though some put the seal of approval on the things they've got. But it, it just is. It's There's a lot of money in forgeries, whether it's paintings or whatever. And so did that just start in the 20th, 21st century, or has that been going on? Well, you know, it's been going on. So as somebody who studies archaeology, let me say that rather than as archaeologist, um, you know, you would think there'd just have to be scientific samples, what type of sponges were used in first century Palestine, um, does do the scientific samples, are, are they congruent, are the dating methods used in science, uh, are they accurate, was there any corruptions on this particular sponge sample, either initially or over the years that would corrupt the dating methods. There's just a lot of variables involved. So, uh, anyhow, um, so I would highly doubt these are sponges. Could I say that conclusively? Well, no, I haven't done the scientific study. I'm not sure that scientific study has been done on them. But uh, there's a lot of 
variables between point A and point B for them to have been. And uh, again, none of our faith, if we're real Christians, and I can't tell you what to believe. You, I, I can present evidence, love you, pray for you. At the end of the day, God wants us to make free choices. And you would have to uh, say different things. But none of our faith as true Christians, biblical Christians, if you're going to allow the Bible, it has to be in Scripture alone, in Christ alone, and not any of these ancillary things. A lot I could keep saying, I'm not. <laughs> God bless you. We love you. Thanks for being with us. Pray for us. Join us daily. Leave us a five-star review. We'll talk with you later. God bless. Bye-bye.